This is Express FM. Supported by Southern Co-op. We are passionately pumping. New beginnings, look forward, work together to create a Portsmouth football club that we can all be proud to be associated with. Pure, unadulterated pumping. It's a massive club, it's a massive opportunity for me. I know this atmosphere is special. I can't wait to see a full house and it rocking. Action and reaction. This is a huge football club. We're here to be hopefully successful. The infrastructure is changing, so really we want to start pushing forward and making Portsmouth a real force. Giving Pompey fans a voice. It's a club with a rich tradition, a rich heritage, but one that has an excellent relationship with its supporters. This is the Football Hour. The one team that stands out, that's historic, that's had great success, that has a fan base that is amazingly passionate, is Portsmouth. Boring, boring Pompey claimed the home support, but it's boring, boring Pompey who hold on for a valuable point at Portman Road. A win would have increased hopes of a playoff finish, but the Blues do remain unbeaten since the 8th of February. Now eight games without defeat. Danny Carley was pleased with the attitude shown by his players in East Anglia on Saturday. An outstanding effort. I thought we showed spirit. I thought we showed togetherness. I thought we defended in a really disciplined way. We'll hear from the Blues head coach before 7 o'clock, as well as Pompey women captain Danielle Rowe, who talks about the state of women's football on the South Coast. Portsmouth have always done quite well in terms of growing the game for women. The sort of link and the publicity, things like that, that we're getting from the men is starting to grow slowly as well. So I think we are in a good place. Later on, we'll also take a look ahead to tomorrow night's League One clash between Plymouth and Pompey at Home Park. That's all to come here on The Football Hour. This is The Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. The warmest of welcomes along to this latest edition of the Football Hour. You're listening to 93.7 Express FM, where for the next 60 minutes or so, you've got the company of myself, Jake Smith, and my two studio guests for tonight's conversation. They are Dean Adams and Rob Calcutt, who we'll welcome in shortly. We're here until 7 o'clock this evening, on hand to deliver our verdict on Pompey's goldless draw with Ipswich Town, as well as to preview tomorrow's trip to Plymouth Argyle. And as ever, Blues fans, we're keen to hear what you've got to say as well. Are you happy with the result on the basis of how the game panned out? Do you still have confidence in Pompey to push on and fight for a top six finish? And what changes would you make ahead of the next game at Home Park? On the text, it's 81400 starting those with the word express. You can email into Pompey at expressfm.com. Find us on Twitter, it's at expressfm on there. Or there's Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. In the meantime, we're going to take a listen back to the events of Saturday afternoon at Portman Road, as the Blues went in search for a fourth consecutive victory and an eighth game unbeaten. Everything we do is passionately pumping. A wonderful goal! Every second of the action is right here. Shooting scores! 90 minutes of passionately pompy commentary. He scored! This is... You want to believe it! Pompey Live. And there's just that electricity in the air and we're underway at Portman Road. And immediately Burgess, one of the two changes for Ipswich, goes long. And Sean Braggett is happy to see that through to Gavin Bizzuto. Corner flags, brandish with the flag of Ukraine. Blowing in the wind, taking short, Chapman to the edge of the area. So Burns to stand up to the far post, great chance on it, across the face of goal. And how was that missed in there by Caden Jackson? His second glorious chance. This one far better than the first that was the header. And he's missed it. And Portsmouth have got themselves a free kick and survive. It's still 0-0. Thompson, I don't think that's quite where he meant for the ball to go. And now Pompey wants a counter-attack. And O'Brien could be away here. It's a decent first touch. Thompson's got him for pace, though. And Burns comes across and clears it out for an Ipswich throw. Corner kick on the far side into the near post. Volleyed away by Hurst, controlling that area. And it's picked up by Burns, who stands it up to the far post. Back in some there, and he heads it wide of the post. Dominic Thompson's completely lost it and Connor Chaplin charges in and tells Thompson to get away and Dominic Thompson loses it with his manager well the home fans not enamoured with Danny Cowley's conduct I reckon he might get a yellow card for that he just very subtly tried to stop Thompson taking it Thompson's going to get booked for his reaction I would think and Dominic Thompson does go in the book and 
Danny Cowley keeps the finger pointing and keeps going at Thompson. Ronan Curtis goes in the book. Now the referee is coming across and speaking to Danny Cowley and he gets a yellow card as well. Atkinson is in there. It's whipped towards his range. A real charge! Flag goes up. It's a score, but the flag is up. It won't count. Offside against Ipswich. They've got in too early. And the home fan celebrations are cut short very quickly. It's still nil now. Four minutes added timer up. Carter plays it infield. It's a one last chance for Pompey. And Romeo is going to go infield to Morel. Morel spins. Hume. No time for Pompey to get a shot on goal. Bit of frustration from some of the uh, Ipswich fans. But that is the full time whistle here at Portman Road. And Portsmouth have got themselves a very useful point away at Ipswich Town. Every second of the action is right here. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. Let's take a look at the other results from around the grounds in League One at the weekend then. All 12 fixtures taking place on Saturday and we begin our round-up at Plough Lane where AFC Wimbledon were defeated by two goals to nil by Lincoln City. Accrington Stanley were 2-1 winners over Charlton. Sparrow's opponents, Plymouth Argyle, secured a third win on the bounce at Wet Bolton. 1-0 to the Pilgrims there. An incredible turnaround at the Pirelli Stadium saw Burton Albion come back from two goals down to win 3-2 against Fleetwood. Doncaster suffered a 1-0 defeat at the hands of Gillingham. MK Dons and Wigan shared for points in a one-all draw. Elsewhere, it finished Morecambe 1, Cheltenham 3. Sheffield Wednesday 6, Cambridge 0. Shrewsbury 1, Oxford 2. Sunderland were 2-0 winners over Crewe. And it finished goalless between Wickham and Rotherham at Adams Park. So the League One table now looks like this. Rotherham still top now with 77 points. Wigan stays second on 73 and two games in hand on third place MK Dons, who also have 73 points on the board. Oxford, Sunderland and Plymouth make up the top six, though separated by just three points between them. Pompey is still in 10th, but now seven points behind the playoffs, having gone into the weekend five adrift. And looking down at the drop zone, Crew remain rooted to the foot of the table with Doncaster, Morecambe and Gillingham joining them in the bottom four. Well, I'm delighted to say that joining me here on the Footblower this evening is broadcast journalist and former lead recruitment scout at Fratton Park, Dean Adams. Dean, a very good evening to you, my friend. Evening, Jake. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Thank you, Dean. Not too bad. And thank you as well, my friend, for also joining us uh, on the team for Pompey Live on Saturday afternoon. It was great to have you on the show. Yeah, it was a pleasure. It was really enjoyable. Unfortunately, nil-nil uh, we had to, to discuss on Saturday, Dean. But we went into the game against Ipswich Town knowing that with a form Pompey have been on of late with 11 matches still to play in League One this season, a win perhaps was probably necessary to keep up with the pace of the top six. However, a point away at Portman Road, considering Ipswich have only conceded one goal in their previous eight games leading up to that clash on Saturday afternoon, you take it. It's not a bad one. Yeah, I think I, I said on Saturday, I think before the season starts, you want to win your home games and get a draw away. So getting a draw away at a team that has spent so much money in the summer and as Danny Cowley mentioned has such a great squad I think a point was was a good result yesterday but on the other side of the coin you look at our league table position and a point is probably not enough and the downside of yesterday I looked with 15-20 minutes to go and you look at our bench we've only probably got three senior players on the bench yesterday in Denver Hume, uh, Joe Morrell and Tyler Walker I don't think any of those are game changers. Yesterday, with 15, 20 minutes to go, I don't know if Danny Cowley sat back and accepted the point or we needed to go for it. But to go for it, we need game changers like Marcus Harness, Michael Jacobs, and those players at the moment just aren't in the squad. So I think Danny accepted a point yesterday. And alongside us tonight, equally as pleased to welcome onto the show, uh, Prost International Editor Rob Calcutt. Rob, thank you for calling in to chat to us this evening. Thank you for having me back, Jake. It's a pleasure. Dean mentions there about uh, yesterday's point at Portman Road. Did you feel that Danny Cowley probably did accept the fact that that game was going to a draw with the dying embers of a match, you know, 70, 80 minutes in, Ipswich really knocking at the door to try and open the scoring? They, they did actually on the 88th minute, but that was ruled out for offside. Do you think that perhaps Danny Cowley and side just accepted the fact But look, a point is a decent result? It's not a defeat. We take it and we move on. I think so, yeah. I think... I think if you before the game you said you're going to keep a clean sheet away at Portman Road, 
you, you properly take it, it's just whether or not you win. <clears throat> but um, they obviously because they scored late on and it, it was ruled out for offside and that would have been a, a, a killer blow and we'd have be having a lot of different opinions about the game if that stayed uh, stayed as a goal. But I think I think they did accept it and I don't think that's a bad thing considering on the road against Ipswich, one of the biggest spenders in the league. I don't think it's it's the end of the world, but I think like Dean mentioned, when you look at the the, the league position, maybe a point isn't enough if you want to keep the, the playoff push going. Um, but I, I, I really don't think the point is bad at all considering the, who the opposition were. I think what's key to also recognise, Dean, a point, it's not a bad result, and we'll, we'll keep emphasising that. Um, you, you mentioned previously about considering how little of a season is remaining, a, w- a win probably was necessary. It doesn't matter who you're playing at this stage of a season with Pompey trying to get their way back into the, sop- uh, into the top six, a win probably is necessary. But you take into cons- consideration three tough away trips um, in a row. We started at Crewe, a 3-1 victory at Gresty Road on Tuesday night, uh, a point away to Ipswich, and then we go to Plymouth tomorrow evening, uh, a side currently occupying the playoffs can't help but feel that maybe a return of seven points out of those three games, ensuring we beat Plymouth at home park tomorrow night. You, you then look at that Ipswich game and think, OK, that's absolutely fine. We backed it up with a win against Plymouth. Now we go into the game on Saturday against Wickham. But you've got to beat Plymouth or you've got to beat Wickham at least. Yeah, you look at the league table at the moment and there's some tough sides there. And I, I did say on uh, Football Live, the Pompey Live on Saturday that... Uh, it's going to be tough to get into the playoffs, but I think if we can get to the playoffs, I think it's winnable. I think we can beat those sides that are there, but it's getting there. And the three games you're talking about, how many points is enough? Seven, seven points out of those three games would be absolutely incredible. But if you've got any ambition of getting into those playoffs, then we have to get minimum four points, would you say? I don't know. I think minimum is even six. They're all winnable. We, we probably sat back and probably accepted that draw yesterday. But we've now got to really go at Plymouth on Tuesday night and we've really, really got to beat Wickham. So seven points would be incredible. And I think seven points is what's needed to just keep our heads just in that zone because you've got teams in there like Sheffield Wednesday have got players back from injury and they're turning into form. They're scoring goals for fun. There's some big sides in there. So for us to keep pushing, we really, really need to get a couple of wins this week, which is a massive week. Another thing to take into account, Rob, is the size the size of this Pompey squad, the injuries and the suspension that Danny Cowley's had to deal with over the last couple of weeks, despite being still on a run of eight games unbeaten. And uh, a lot of Ipswich fans at the ground on Saturday uh, calling Pompey boring, boring Pompey. Uh, and some Ipswich fans are on social media since the game um, questioning as to why Pompey fans would take that uh, draw rather than wanting to go for a win. And I think really really well put by James here on Twitter, who says maybe because we're a small squad who are mainly loans and frees on a tough schedule away from home against a very informed side who have spent silly money on so many players who are too good for this division. Uh, and I think that is probably the fairest assessment of Saturday. You, you would have wanted to win, of course you would as a Pompey fan, but considering the situation Danny Cowley finds his team in, it really is probably uh, the best point they'll pick up all season. I, th- I think, yeah, I think so. I think that is a fair assessment because you can't, you can't be as competitive as you want to be when you've only got three senior players on the bench and you've got injuries and suspensions. It's, it's no disrespect to the the youth players coming in, but if you're Danny Cowley and you want to potentially try and get a win away at Portman Road, you want to be able to have lots of different options off the bench that you can choose that will hopefully make the difference. Um, and then when you take that into account and Obviously, like you said, it's not the biggest squad. It's it probably makes the point even better, um, despite how how the game was played. But I, I, I don't think Pompey should be too harsh on themselves. I think it, it is just a decent point, and just got to look forward to next week and focus on the next three or four games, and because they'll be the most crucial games out of this season, I reckon. Let's go. Let's delve into the game a little bit deeper, then, Dean. And uh, I don't think you could necessarily pick out any particular players who, who had a bad match uh, from a Pompey perspective. You can certainly see that the way that they were set out was not necessarily to go for the win. Are you happy with the fact that Danny Carley probably, you know, from, from what we saw, from what we heard, probably did set the side out to perhaps not go for the jugular, particularly in the second half with Ipswich looking as threatening as they were. Are you happy to see the side accept that they probably weren't going to win that, win that match? Or at this stage of the season, do you want to see a bit more bravery? Do you want to see the Blues 
go for the juggler and, and try and win as many games as possible. I think if you want to get into the playoffs at this time of the season, then you've got to be brave and you've got to go with it. But I think Danny Cowley probably looked at the game with 70 minutes on the clock, looked at his subs bench and just thought, there's not really, like I said earlier, there's not really that game changer there that can tactically change things. Like in previous weeks, we've had Michael Jacobs come on. He's scored, he's scored a couple of goals. He's made a couple of assists and he, he's changed games. But we didn't have that on the... Although we've got class players on the bench like Joe Morell and hopefully Tyler Walker can come into form uh, with his goal. But there's not really that game changer there. So I think Danny Cowley before the game would have accepted a point yesterday. And I think he's accepted a point at the end of it as well. And... I think we we can't be downhearted. It's a good point. And we've just got to really go on Tuesday night and hope everybody's come out of yesterday unscathed. Everybody's relaxed today and refreshed tomorrow as well. And they can get going again Tuesday night because Tuesday night, really, really, we've got to go for that. Absolutely. Uh, Wayne Harris on Twitter says, I don't care on the nature of the way we won, but a valuable point was won. We played a professional game against the team with theoretically the most talented group of players in the league who failed whilst we succeeded. Well done to Pompey. Uh, Wayne Harris on Twitter there. Don't forget to get in touch with us tonight. All the usual ways you can send your name and message to 81400, starting those with the word express. Otherwise, you can email in to Pompey at expressfm.com. Find us on Twitter at ExpressFM or visit facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. We'll shortly be hearing the post-match thoughts of Danny Cowley, who is only interested in taking the positives from Saturday's stalemate. It's another point at a very difficult place against a good Ipswich team. They've got good players and they're well coached. Clean sheet was good. We were really disappointed as a group that we didn't get the clean sheet on Tuesday. We thought our efforts deserved, but to get one this time around was good. And I thought we defended well and we've had probably two really clear-cut chances that maybe on another day we take. More from the Blues head coach and more from myself, Dean and Rob in the next part of the show. Coming right your way in just a few moments' time. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. Welcome back to part two of tonight's helping of the Football Hour here on Express FM, driven to you this season by Stagecoach across the south, getting you across the south coast and up through Hampshire with a minimum of fuss. Visit stagecoachbus.com for more information on the services they provide, as well as what Stagecoach are doing to ensure they're providing cleaner and greener journeys. This evening, I'm joined alongside Dean Adams and Rob Calcutt to digest Pompey's 0-0 draw with Ipswich Town at the weekend. And a little later on, we'll also start to preview tomorrow's trip to Home Park, where Pompey take on Plymouth Argyle in the next League One test. Going back to Saturday, however, uh, and we'll come back to you first, Dean. Danny Cowley made two changes from the win over Crewe uh, in midweek. Ryan Tunnicliffe and Aidan O'Brien coming in with Joe Morrell and uh, goal scorer from Tuesday night, Tyler Walker, dropping out of the side. Heading into kickoff, what did you make of those changes? Uh, I think he had to. I think Aidan O'Brien's run himself into the ground as well uh, lately. Uh, I, I don't know. I was expecting Louis Thompson to some of Danny Cowley's comments in the week. I was expecting uh, Louis Thompson to be left out yesterday and saved for the Plymouth game. Uh, I thought possibly it was a game for Joe Morrell yesterday anyway, because he's he's that sort of tidy player, considering they have a lot of possession as well. But I think Danny's Danny's had to make these changes. Ideally, if you're going for promotion or you're going for the playoffs, you're going to play your best 11 week in, week out. I don't think Danny's been able to have that luxury. Uh, he's had to use the rotations that he's been doing wisely. And I think he, I think he's played that card very well so far and it's worked really well. And you can see the team spirit is absolutely superb at the moment and it seems to be working well. So he hasn't got the luxury of a big squad. You can't throw in the Harry Jewett Whites, etc. at the moment because they're the kind of players that you're throwing if you if you were four nil up, three nil up with five, ten minutes to go to give them a bit of experience. But when you're heading for the playoffs, we need we need our senior players out there. And at the moment I think Danny's handled his rotations really well. Is that a fair judgment of the way that Danny Cowley has had to rotate his squad in recent weeks? Rob, of course, injuries and suspensions we keep coming back to. But in terms of Saturday, no new concerns for Danny Cowley, simply just changing up a bit, ensuring that Pompey had fresher legs to go at Portman Road. Is that something you can agree with, Dean, there? Yeah, I think so. I think if you're a team that's still looking to push for, for the playoffs... You've got to rotate your squad. You've got to keep them fresh, especially when you've got Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, and and so many games coming up. And 
obviously when you only have three senior players on the bench as well, you, you've got to you kind of got to um, rotate a little bit. Otherwise, you'll end up getting more injuries or maybe another suspension, and you'll you'll find yourself wondering what to do, and you might not be able to be as strong as you could possibly be against against the sides, especially with the sides coming up. Um, so yeah, I, I agree with Dean. I think I think Cowley's done really well with the rotation recently. Uh, keep those text tweets and emails coming in, Pompey fans. If you're unsure on how to get in touch, head to our website, expressfm.com, for all of the details. There are some tweets coming in here. Uh, one from Justin Clark, who says, A point gained, yes. Uh, happy with the result, given how the hosts went about their business, and there is still hope of a top six finish. Uh, Justin wouldn't make any changes for tomorrow's trip to Plymouth Argyle. And anyone thinking that this isn't a good result against Ipswich needs a reality check. And... Dean, yeah, we, we keep saying it's a good result against Ipswich, but what would have been a reality check for Pompey if Saturday's game had ended in defeat after what was such a promising run for Pompey in the, eight, in the seven games prior to then go up against uh, what, it, what is really a, a promotion rival in Ipswich Town and be defeated really eliminates any sort of hopes of a top six finish? Uh, difficult one, isn't it? I think... Looking at yesterday, I was thinking Ipswich have got a good squad, they've got a good side, they're not conceding goals, they're probably going to nick a goal from somewhere. I thought we could nick a goal from somewhere. So you're probably looking at a draw yesterday on those stats and that's what it turned out to be. If we had lost, I think it would have been very, very tough. But I think when you look at the league table, we're down in what we are in 10th place. I think us, even the team behind us, I think it's Bolton, they've even got an outside chance, but... It's all about being consistent between now and the end of the season. I don't know if it's 10, 12 games left. Uh, it's about that team that's got that team spirit, can stay fit, can stay strong and can really put that run together. We've seen teams do it in the past. And if we want to do that, Tuesday night is where we start doing it. So whether we won, lost or draw yesterday, it's still possible. And if, if we, as I said, if we want to do it, we've got to do it from Tuesday night. Uh, one thing pointed out on Saturday afternoon was uh, Ronan Curtis on set pieces, Robin. Considering Ryan Tunnicliffe was on the pitch for Pompey and considering he got two assists uh, the previous Saturday in a 4-0 win over Accrington Stanley at Fratton Park, were you surprised to see Ronan Curtis on set pieces? Is that something you think maybe Pompey could have done a little bit better on Saturday if perhaps Ryan Tunnicliffe had taken that role instead? Um I think it's surprising considering how well Tunnicliffe has been on set pieces in, in recent weeks. Like you said, against Accrington, gets two assists. So you think, you think to yourself, oh, he, he should stay on. But obviously, you know, since Ronan Curtis has been at the club, he's, he's like the set piece and he's he's proved that he can score from set pieces as well. Um, but I, I, I think it's in the context of the last, last couple of weeks, it's a bit surprising. But... Um, I, I reckon with Ronan Curtis's form on, on set pieces in, in recent years, then I it's not as surprising uh, as we might think it could be. Uh, and Dean, I know you've got some thoughts on this one. Well, yeah, I, Danny Cowley came out after the game on Saturday and said he didn't want Ronan Curtis on the uh, to be in the area. I couldn't quite work out his comments because he said Ronan Curtis had to be left outside the penalty area. So that's why he was on corners. So I can't quite work out, if you've read Danny Cowley's comments or not, I can't quite work out what the reason was there. But that's the reason Curtis was taking the corners, was because he had to be left outside the area. So have you read those? I don't know. I, I have seen uh, our colleague Andy Moon tweet uh, some of the quotes uh, from, from his interview after the game on Saturday. And yeah, certainly Danny Cowley indicating that perhaps Ronan Curtis would have been favourable outside the box um, yeah. for these. But I, I don't think... You know, after taking a corner, it's not the best position to be in, in attacking a sense, is it? But No, and <laughs> I don't know. When you look at Ryan Tunnicliffe and you look at a couple of assists he's had from corners lately and we've seen Sean Raggett get on the end of a few balls re in recent weeks, it just makes sense to you know, fit your game plan around that a little bit from corners, especially at that end of the pitch, because Tunnicliffe's certainly done a job up there. And so, yeah, we was, uh, I think we were all uh, surprised to see Kurtz on the corners. 
Absolutely so. Um, let's get to some more tweets in here then and uh, got one in uh, from Philip Lewington who says, would have been happy with a point before three o'clock, but after that showing, I think we can count ourselves a bit lucky. Disjointed effort, hesitant but uh, hesitant to be 50-50 ball, sorry, and flat footy throughout. Once again, we seem to go into a tackle with the intent to foul rather than win the ball. Uh, top six, a no, according to Philip Lewington on Twitter. Thank you uh, for getting in touch, Philip. Uh, Rob, do you agree with, with what Philip is saying there? Were Pompey a little bit disjointed on Saturday? Is that a little bit too harsh considering the opposition? I think that's a bit too harsh. I think, I think some... People on social media might be treating this as a. It feels like more of a loss. Um, I think it's more a point gained. Um, I think there was an, an earlier comment that you read out saying that Ipswich will probably be disappointed with that result, and I think in that case Pompey should be happy with the result. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, maybe it, it wasn't the best football played all season, but it's a, a point away at Portman Road with a clean sheet. You can't have too many complaints. But then again, you've got the other argument that if you want to push for the playoffs, then maybe you could show a little bit more attacking intent if you really want to prove to the other teams around you, you know, we're serious about this. Um, but I, I, I think, end of the day, a point is definitely been gained rather than two dropped. One thing I did pick up on Saturday, uh, Dean, was that Pompey were, they were a little bit slow on the counter-attack. Uh, Ipswich did, um, but they had vulnerabilities, but they had gaps to be exploited at the back, particularly on the counter-attack when they were piling men forward. I think there are instances in the game where Ipswich had you know, dominated possession for a few minutes, and, and you know, in which case they believed they could leave a few more men forward, and, and, and in such such event, Pompey were able to counterattack. And there are a couple of instances with uh, Aidan O'Brien, Ronan Curtis, who found themselves um, right about the halfway line with only one Ipswich defender to beat before the goalkeeper, and just a bit of a decision making. Perhaps the first touches were a little bit off as well. It was a little bit poorer considering to, to what we've seen in recent weeks. What are your takes on that? Yeah, you, it just makes you wonder whether fatigue is in there. But Ronan Curtis has had a couple of weeks off anyway, so that, that can't really be an excuse for him. But I think, we, as Pompey fans, we've got to be realistic. You're not going to win games week in, week out. Even the top teams like Man City, uh, Paris Saint-Germain, Barcelona, the, all these top teams have massive wobbles at times. So even the good players do. So we've got to be realistic at Pompey fans. We are where we are. We've got the budget we've got. We've got the players we've got. And we can't expect the players to put you expect the players to put the effort in, but we're not going to get results week in, week out. Everyone, I've looked on social media, there's a lot of down people on there at the moment saying, oh, it's a bit negative, it wasn't that great. We've got a point away at the team that spent the most money. They've got probably five or six strikers that would get in any other League One side, and we've kept a clean sheet. So for me yesterday, a point is a massive result, and I don't think anybody should be negative or down about that. Yeah, if you had a game changer on the bench... We, we we could probably go for it, but would he have gone for it anyway? I don't know. But yesterday, for me, is a point. A point is a massive result yesterday. Yeah, is that something? I know you, you briefly referenced it in your previous answer, Rob. But was that a point gains rather than two drop for Pompey? Hundred percent, hundred percent. I think you know, like we we keep mentioning how much Ipswich have spent, and and like Dean said, there's there's so many players in that squad that are just, simply just too good for for League One. Um, and I think Ipswich will be a more disappointed side. And I'd, I'd seen that in some of their fans' um, comments on Twitter as well after the game. I think they were questioning whether Pompey were happy with the result. And I think most would say, yeah, I think they, they definitely would be happy with the point. So you, you've got to look positive in, in a playoff push. So it's, I do reckon it's a lot more of point gained rather than, than two dropped. And yeah, maybe a win, obviously a win would have been a lot better, but it would have been completely different if it was a loss. So every point counts at this stage of the season. OK, then, enough from us now. Let's take a listen to the views of the Pompey boss. Max Watton caught up with Danny Cowley shortly after the full-time whistle at Portman Road on Saturday afternoon. Danny, your thoughts on a 0-0 draw at Portman Road? Yeah, I thought it was a really good away performance. Credit to the players. You know, we've had 13 fit senior outfield players for, for so many weeks now and to go... Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. Um, it's been a monumental effort, and you know the fact that in this run we've we've been able to be eight unbeaten and six wins. Um, yeah, an incredible effort from the from the from the group. Yeah, how pleasing is it that you've kept that run going despite rotating the squad a number of times? 
Well, yeah, we'll rotate with, with one, two, three players that we can rotate it with. But, you know, I think um, an outstanding an outstanding effort. I thought we showed spirit. I thought showed, we showed togetherness. I thought we, um, we defended in a really disciplined way. Ipswich are a very, very good team. Um, very tough for us. They're, they're very tough for us to, to compete with them off the pitch with the finances that they that they have at their disposal. Um, but we did compete with them on the pitch, and we certainly compete with them in the stands as well. Because I thought our supporters, I don't know, maybe 30,000 people here today, and I could only hear, could only hear ours. So um, they were brilliant today. I thought, you know, as a club, we should be really proud of that effort. What positives can you take from this into the rest of the week? Well, it's, it's another point, a, a very difficult place against a, against a good Ipswich team. They've got good players and they're well coached. Um, clean sheet was good. We were really disappointed as a group that we didn't get the clean sheet on Tuesday. We thought our efforts deserved, but to get, to get one this time around was good. And I thought we defended well and we've had probably two really clear-cut chances that maybe on another day we take. And um, yeah, then, then maybe we can be talking about three points. Talk to us about Louis Thompson. Does it look like he went down for not just in the second half? Yeah, a lot of them are running on empty. They're giving their all. Um, they've been absolutely relentless. I've been so proud of the way they've uh, come together and the, the way they've fought. There's a lot of excuses for them. Never once have they taken those excuses. They've um, stayed really focused, stayed really driven. We wanted to come here and play fearlessly. Um, I thought at times we did. I thought maybe we just run out of a little bit of energy in the last 15, 20 minutes because we felt that that would be the time that we could win the game. Um, but maybe we just didn't have the energy reserves to be able to do that. But now we get a chance to dust ourselves off, hope that we might get one, two back um, for, for the trip to Plymouth. Yeah, it's another quick turnaround, another long trip this time to Plymouth. How does preparation look going into that one? Yeah, uh, it's 24-7 at the moment and... We love football, so we love the games coming thick and fast. We love the challenge that this brings. Um, I think it's um, yeah, it, it, it's 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 a huge it's a huge challenge, and it's one that we're we're trying to meet head on, and we're really excited about the games to come. Daddy Cowley mentions Verdeen, what what you pretty much just said a few moments ago that. Pompey are running on empty at the moment, but you know Danny Cowley, the head coach at Pompey, is proud of the togetherness that they've shown in the last few weeks, despite what's been a very, very, very tough schedule, or particularly in terms of you know when the games are being played on Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. Despite all of these factors that are going against his side, he's proud of the togetherness, and you know to, to come through eight games unbeaten, still having played the likes of Oxford United, Ipswich Town as well, it it it, it is a great achievement. Yeah, I think. He- He's hinted there, hasn't he, at fatigue with sort of 20 minutes to go and there's, there's not really on, a lot on the bench that he can change it with. I know uh, Tyler Walker can come on and put a bit of pace and a bit of energy into the front line, but as he said, f- the fatigue was there. So I can imagine they've obviously got a day off today. I don't think they'd do much on Monday apart from a few tactical things and some some bits in the, uh, in the room to work on the whiteboard. But it's, it's a tough game. You've just got to freshen up, go for Tuesday and... Uh, I like the way Danny talks. He's honest. He's he's a good football man. People say he's a bit too coaching manual when he talks after sort of in post match interviews, but he's honest and I like his passion and I like his passion for the club. So we've just got to get behind him and the team and keep pushing them on. Yeah, a uh, bit of a curveball when asked about uh, Louis Thompson after he pulled up on Saturday. Though Dean, hopefully that's uh, not not really much of an indicator to, to say that he will be missing tomorrow uh, away at Plymouth. Hopefully that that's not the case. It's a tough one, isn't it? Because Louis Thompson's got a little bit of a history of injury problems, and but since he's come to us, he's he's had one or two knocks we know about, but he's been absolutely exceptional for us. He's an outstanding player, and I'm hoping he's one we can keep hold of for next season, despite if there's any other interest, because he's a really good midfielder, a really good box to box midfielder. So, but yeah, you you don't know with some of these mind games as well. Is he fit? Isn't he fit? Is he going to start on Tuesday if he was fit? I think. The fact he's just played yesterday, I can imagine he won't play Tuesday night anyway. I think it'll be Tony Cliff and Joe Morell in the middle on Tuesday anyway, whatever the, the situation with Louis Thompson. But yeah, you, you, you don't know with the manager's post-match comments whether they're, they're uh, true or not, really. 
Okay, then in the third and final part of tonight's show, we'll be moving along to look ahead uh, to the Blues' midweek trip to Home Park. We'll hear more on the opposition with our very own Mason Jordan, and we'll also be able to catch up with Pompey women captain Danielle Rowe, who caught up with Robbie James in the week to talk about the growth of the women's game, as well as the anticipation of playing another match at Fratton Park in just a few weeks' time. It's such a big occasion. It's one that no one wants to miss. You know, there's even more motivation to get in the team, to get in the squad, because it's what every girl dreams of sort of thing is you know playing on a pitch like that in front of over a thousand people it might not sound like a lot to you know the men who play in front of thousands each week but you know for us it's a massive deal all of that as well as reining in the score predictions ahead of tomorrow's game with Plymouth to come between now and seven and this is your one of your final chances to get your thoughts into the panel with just around 20 minutes of the show remaining 81400 is our text number start those with the word express you can email into Pompey at expressfm.com, include at expressfm on Twitter, or find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. More Pompey discussion to come in just a few minutes. You're listening to the Football Hour here on Express FM. This is the Football Hour 93.7. Express FM. Good evening and welcome along for the final time tonight to the Football Hour, which is brought to you in association with Stagecoach South. Download your app today from either the Apple app or Google Play Store to locate your nearest stop and view up-to-date timetables in your area. This is the part of a show where we begin to look ahead to Pompey's midweek fixture and there have been plenty of them for the Blues this season. This week is no different. Danny Cowley takes his side all the way across to Devon tomorrow night for the rearranged meeting with Plymouth Argyle, a game which had been scheduled for December the 29th, but for COVID cases in both camps. Mason Jordan has all you need to know regarding the Pilgrims. The trilogy of consecutive away fixtures comes to an end this week with a trip deep into Devon. Home Park is the destination for the Blues who take on Plymouth Argyle in match day 37. Pompey Live, this week's opposition. Danny Cowley's side extended their unbeaten run to eight games at the weekend, holding firm to secure a point away to Ipswich Town. Next up, a tie equally as tough as the last Pompey looked to make it nine without defeat away to Plymouth Argyle. Manager. Following the departure of Ryan Lowe to take on the job at Preston North End, Plymouth Argyle had been managed by 37-year-old Stephen Schumacher. The former Bradford City and Bury midfielder took charge at the Pilgrims on December the 7th, with no official announcement from Plymouth of Lowe's exit. Schumacher had already been at the club ever since Lowe's appointment in June 2019, coming in to become his assistant at Home Park. He has held the post for 16 league matches, of which nine have ended in victory and five in defeat. One to watch. Left-sided midfielder Connor Grant has been selected as our one to watch this time around. The 26-year-old winger who hails from Merseyside has been involved in 20% of Plymouth's goals this season, be it by scoring himself or setting up a teammate. Grant has managed seven goals and five assists from 32 appearances since the start of the campaign and has scored two goals in his last seven matches. Owen Ryan Hardy has bagged more within the same period. Top scorer. Argyle's leading scorer at this stage is the aforementioned 24-year-old Ryan Hardy. The striker, who has represented his home nation of Scotland at youth level from under 16 through to under 21s, has 14 league strikes to his name thus far. Hardy has represented Plymouth permanently since January of 2021, halfway through his second loan spell at the club from Blackpool, overall bagging 16 goals from 54 competitive runouts. Current form. Plymouth find themselves currently in the playoff positions, occupying sixth with 65 points from 36 matches. Stephen Schumacher's side have been on a decent run of form of late, recording six wins from the last eight, but they haven't drawn a game in any of the last nine games, last being involved in a stalemate on January the 25th in a three-all draw with Fleetwood. Three wins in a row have ensured the Pilgrims remain in the top six, though, with Sheffield Wednesday lurking just outside with just one point fewer. Argyle were victorious in their previous match, defeating Bolton Wanderers by a goal to nil at the weekend. Can the Blues return to winning ways? Will Danny Cowley's side be able to see out a ninth game undefeated? All of the unmissable action on Pompey Live. 
A closer inspection there on Plymouth Argyle, delivered by our very own Mason Jordan. Gav Jones on Facebook. I said before the game that I'd be happy with a point against a very strong Ipswich side, but after actually being there and watching the match, I can't help feeling that Ipswich were there for the taking. They didn't look great, and we had a few chances, but we should have taken. Thank you, Gav, uh, for your thoughts on the show this evening but this is the time of the uh, time of the hour where we start to look ahead to tomorrow's trip to Plymouth Argyle uh, Rob tomorrow is a very tough test for Pompey Plymouth they do occupy a playoff position as things stand they've been in and around the top six for the majority of the campaign now led by Stephen Schumacher we just heard from Mason there after Ryan Lowe's departure to Preston North End uh, around about the halfway mark of the season. This is going to be a very, very difficult game for, for Danny Cowley's side. Oh, for, for sure. Um, obviously, they, they, they beat Bolton at the weekend, which is a, probably a, a really good win for them to take into the game tomorrow. Um, obviously, they're, they're now on a run of three games of winning all of them, and it's always going to be a tough test. But then again, you can see that Pompey haven't lost against Plymouth since 2016, I think it is. Um, so, obviously, it's... it's Gonna be tough, but I think with the form that Pompey are also on, it, it could be a close affair, and maybe you know pick up a win against Plymouth, and the playoff push is definitely back on track. What needs to change from a Pompey perspective tomorrow night, Dean, in terms of you know perhaps personnel formation, uh, tactical setup from Danny Danny Cowley's side from the Ipswich game on Saturday into tomorrow's match at Home Park? What needs to change in order for the Blues to turn one point into three? I don't know if he can really change too much anyway. I think we need to it'd be a very similar game as it was on Saturday. Uh, I just think when we get our chances, we've got to be 100% taking them because we may only get one or two chances in the game like Saturday and we need to take those at this level. Uh, there's not much we can really change. I think the team that he would put out would be very similar to Saturday. I think Joe Morrell will come in for Louis Thompson, uh, whatever Louis Thompson's injury, if or if not. Uh, I think Joe Morrell would probably be the only change. Uh, would Tyler Walker come in? I'm not too sure. I think he'd go with exactly the same as Saturday, but with Joe Morrell for Thompson. And it's it's one of those games where we need, a, like I said earlier, we need a game changer. And the only hope I'm having for Tuesday night is if Michael Jacobs is fit and back training, as we've read, then he's on the bench on Tuesday night. And if, if he can get 10, 15 minutes at the end of that game when it's nil-nil, then that, that could be our night. Absolutely. Uh, and Dean mentions there, Rob, about Michael Jacobs. We heard from Danny Cowley last week about the fact that he's back into some sort of light training. He, he hopes for, for Michael Jacobs to be fit this week and not, not perhaps in time for that game on Saturday, which we saw uh, evident uh, away at Portman Road. He wasn't uh, included in the match day 18, but Michael Jacobs would be uh, a fantastic inclusion if we can see him tomorrow night, if not Saturday at home to Wickham. But you take into consideration how potent Pompey have been going forward Prior to Saturday's game at Ipswich, they'd averaged three goals per game, whereas before that that run of uh, seven games unbeaten before Saturday, they'd averaged 1.1 uh, goals per game uh, in the first half of the season. Michael Jacobs, he's, he's undoubtedly been a miss for Pompey, but uh, as Dean mentions there, Rob, he would be a welcome inclusion into the team tomorrow night. Oh, he would be. I think when you know when we saw him last in action for Pompey, he was probably the best player in the squad at one point, you know, it, the contributions he was making were, were really beneficial to the team. And um, as, as you mentioned with the, you know, how well Pompey have been attacking in recent games, it's, it might be, you know, difficult and maybe unfair on the players who have also been performing well and going forward. But I just think the quality that, that Jacobs possesses is, is, is a real, real asset to Danny Cowley. And, and I think he'll be more than happy to see him back in the squad, but, then again, you don't want to rush him back too much. You know, if he's just come back from injuries in light training, you don't want to risk missing him out for even longer. But I think get him back in and get him back in form. And who knows, you could see Pompey in the top six before the end of the season. And then it's anyone's game. Uh, Ian Gray on Twitter uh, wants Jacobs to start if fit uh, at home park tomorrow night in place of Ronan Curtis to get him off of the free kicks and corner routines. Thank you to Ian for getting in touch. And Rob, just going to come back to you on this one. You mentioned about uh, the stat there regarding the last time Plymouth were victorious uh, over Pompey a few moments ago. And yeah, you're correct. The last time Plymouth beat Pompey was on the 15th of May 2016 
And we can all remember that one, can't we? That was the playoff semi-final at Home Park where Plymouth snatched it in the dying embers of that second leg to make it through uh, to the final at Wembley, which they lost, by the way, to AFC Wimbledon. But that was the last time Plymouth uh, secured a win over the Blues back in 2016. Since then, there have been nine meetings between the two sides and Pompey have gone, of course, unbeaten in all of those nine, but only securing victory twice. Uh, one was a 1-0 win in 2017 and the other a 3-0 victory in September 2018. All of the others have ended in stalemates. And the last three meetings between Pompey and Plymouth Argyle have all ended in a 2-2 draw. So nothing really separates the two sides, but hopefully something will tomorrow. And hopefully it'll be Pompey on the end uh, of a win uh, tomorrow night at Home Park. Um, just a final one before we do move on uh, to hear from Pompey women captain Danielle Rodine. Tomorrow night, Michael Jacobs, we mentioned there with Rob. If he's fit, now this is a question I'm going to ask you, if he's fit, would you like to see him start or would you like to see him welcome back slowly off the bench? Uh, slowly off the bench. A, I don't think he will be fit for a full game. Uh, he's definitely an impact player. So whether that's from the start or from the bench, he's definitely proved both ways. But... I think he's obviously back light running on last Thursday, Friday. He will be fit to join in full training as of probably Monday. Uh, I can imagine he'd be on the bench from a numbers point of view as well. But I think he'd be on the bench for the last sort of 10, 15 minutes if we are losing. If we're winning, obviously, I don't think he'd be coming on. But if we're losing or drawing with 15 minutes to go, then he'd be coming on as a sub. Yeah. Okay, then, as we reach the last stages of tonight's show, we're going to take a few moments away to catch up with Pompey women's captain, Danielle Rowe. Pompey Live host Robbie James caught up with the Blues midfielder last week following the International Women's Day to discuss the current state of women's football on the South Coast. I think, actually, it's it's in a really good position. I think it has, it has grown massively. I think Portsmouth have always done quite well in terms of, um, you know, growing the game for women. Um, the the sort of link and the publicity, things like that, that that we're getting from the men is starting to grow slowly as well. Um, so I think we are in a good place. It's not where we want to be. Um, you know, there's always room for, for sort of improvement like that. But I think, you know, a lot of people I see on social media, a lot of, a lot of the men do do sort of take notice of, of what we're doing um, as, you know, as, as Pompey women. And, and I think it is, it is going to continue to grow that way as well. And we've seen you playing at Fratton Park already this year and got another game as well scheduled for next month. Tell us what that, we know that does a lot for the fans and we know how much the fans love coming and watching watching you play at Fratton Park. What does it do for the players as well, having something, some kind of occasion like that to look forward to? I mean, it, it's massive. You know, the, the last game we played there against Southampton, um, you know, we played for, for over you know, 1,500 people. Um, I mean, you know, we, we don't get the, that, those kind of numbers down at Haven't. So it's it's such a big occasion. It's one that no one wants to miss. Everyone, you know, there's even more motivation to, to get in the team, to get in the squad. Because, um, you know, it's it's what every girl dreams of sort of thing um, is, you know, play, playing on a pitch like that in, in front of, you know, over a thousand people. It might not sound like a lot to, you know, the men who, you know, who play in front of thousands each week. But, you know, for us, it's a, it's a massive deal. We know that Jay Sadler, the man at Pompey Manager now, is, is full time. Just tell us how the support is for the women's game and, and, and what having someone like Jay as a full-time employee of Portsmouth now is going to do and, and, and how that kind of support network is, 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 is affecting you as players. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a massive boost for us personally. Um, he loves football, you know, he literally lives and, and breathes football and, and the fact that he gets to do that as, as a job now, you know, it's not only great for him, but it's, it's great for us. You know, he's got so much knowledge and he's, you know, he, even this week, like I know, He's been sending, um, you know, various different people just random clips of, you know, Jordan Henderson for Liverpool and, you know, things like that. And he'll just link every single game to, well, mainly to Liverpool, but, you know, <laughs> just any team that he'll find something. And if it's relevant, he'll, you know, he'll send it out. And just him having that kind of time. And, you know, I know we're kind of joking about it, but, you know, it is, it is to help us and it is to help us move forward. So those kind of things like that. Um, you know, shape work. If if you can see it, you know he'll send it to us. So it, yeah, you know, we, it's it's only been sort of recent, but um, the the difference has been massive already, and I think it will it will definitely help moving forward. And you mentioned there's more still that can be done. 
in the future what else would you like to see where would you like to see where can we still find places to try and progress the women's game i think just just getting people through the door um you know that you speak to so many people and and until they've been to a women's game they don't really understand it obviously it is very very different to men it's it's a lot sort of less physical but it's just as technical um and it's just for for a lot of for a lot of people it's just the stigma around it is still there and i think that's the biggest issue that we have to break down you know it's always technically been a man's sport um and it's only kind of really within the last sort of 10 15 years that it's you know even become a thing sort of you know in women's football um so i think once we break down the stereotypes of, of that being the th- being a thing um as soon as people get to you know one game two games i think you know they'll, they'll just keep coming back and i think that's the main thing now is just trying to show to everyone that we're kind of just as good as the men sort of thing Robbie there speaking with Pompey women captain Danielle Rowe a few days ago very interesting chat between the pair of them after international women's day last week Okay, then we uh, come to the time of the show where it's uh, time to rein in those score predictions. Steve on Facebook is going for a 2-1 Pompey win. Kev is going for a one all draw. And uh, Gav is going for also a 2-1 Blues win tomorrow night. And we're going to start off uh, with the guests in the studio this evening. And we start off with Mr. Dean Adams. Dean, Pompey take on Plymouth Argyle tomorrow night. How do you see this one going? I'm going to be really boring. And if I'm going to be honest, as a neutral fan, I would go one all tomorrow night. But I'm hoping Michael Jacobs can come on and nick it. Thank you, Dean. How about yourself, Rob? How does this one end? I'm going to agree with Dean. I think I actually reckon it might be two all. I reckon it's going to continue the trend of the last three games. Um, but like Dean said earlier in the show, if, if Bombay can take their chances, and they have to against Plymouth, then they could win. But I'm going to say two all. Uh, lads, thank you to bo- uh, to you both. Uh, I'm going to make it a hat trick. I reckon, uh, like like Dean, I reckon it's got a one all draw uh, written all over it. Another point for the Blues to take, though. I do, of course, uh, as you both mentioned, I do, of course, hope I'm wrong and we can mastermind uh, all three. Uh, well, I'm afraid that is it for tonight's show. My thanks go out to both of my guests for joining me for this one. Dean Adams, cheers for calling in. It's been great to have you on. Take care yeah. and do enjoy the rest of your evening. Thanks, Jake. Same to you. And the same goes, of course, to Rob Calcutt. Likewise, pal, thank you for taking the time out to chat to us and have a great week. Thank you very much for having me back on. So Pompey have the chance to make it nine unbeaten this week with a trip to Plymouth Argyle on the cards. They'll be hoping for a win to keep their playoff dreams alive. But can they do it? Find out by joining us here on Express FM from seven o'clock tomorrow evening. All the unmissable action. This is... Pompey Live. Pompey extended their unbeaten run to eight games but couldn't pick up a valuable three points away to Ipswich as it ended goalless. No time for Pompey to get a shot on goal and Portsmouth have got themselves a very useful point. It's a third straight away fixture for Pompey next, a trip to Plymouth Argyle. Join us for all of the unmissable action Tuesday night from 7. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. Just for seven games to come tomorrow night in League One, including Pompey's trip to Home Park. Elsewhere, Charlton host Gillingham. Wigan travel to Crewe. Rotherham take on Lincoln City. Sheffield Wednesday and Accrington meet at Hillsborough. Shrewsbury take on Morecambe. And at Adams Park, Wickham, they're at home to Fleetwood Town. Up next here on Express FM, it's the return of the Soft Rock Show with Jeff and Aid. They'll be chatting to Gary Kemp from Spandau Ballet, as well as bringing you the latest music from the likes of Placebo and Panic Shack. Classic album cuts from Janis Joplin and to look back at this week in music history. That's all to come between 7 and 9 this evening before Kevin Stokes takes over with that 80 show from 9 through to 11. Tuesday looks like this. Nick is back with Express Breakfast bright and early on your radios from 6.30 tomorrow morning playing just great songs. The Express Rewind from 9 o'clock as well as the latest on the roads too. Be sure to join Gloria Miller from 10 and Ian James from 1 and then Mason Jordan will be here between 4 and 7 with your drive home playing more great music as well as providing the latest travel weather sport and news updates too and then i'm back here with pompey live alongside robbie james and greg miller to bring all of the action as the blues take on plymouth argyle away from home join us for that one we'll be live from home park from seven o'clock with commentary to come from 7:45. that's when kickoff is until the next time blues fans thank you very much for tuning in have a great evening and i hope to hear from you again soon take care and good night